everybody. Welcome to Diamond Niners Weekly for week four of the 2021 season. We are back on the air talking all things Charlotte 49er baseball. As always, this is Nick, joined by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Producer Brad's with us, making it all happen. Hey, hey. And check this out. Live, behind enemy lines, from <laughs> Greenville, North Carolina, Coach Woody. What's up, Coach Woody? Hey, everybody. It's great seeing y'all. All right. We are on the air a little later tonight uh, to adjust for the travel schedule and everything that's going on, but we're rocking and rolling now, so we're going to talk about some Charlotte 49ers baseball, and what a week it was. We've got a ton of news stories. Uh, we're going we're gonna to quickly recap the news for you, then we're going to get in and talk some baseball. Um, pretty much this week, it seemed like something there, there was something breaking just about every day. So going back to last week, uh, we had the Western Carolina series. Niners got a big victory on Friday night. End up dropping that series with losses on Saturday and Sunday. We talk a little bit more about that later, but ended up dropping the series, bounced back in a big way on Tuesday night uh, at home at the Hayes against 14th ranked Tennessee, picked up the 1200th win in program history by a score of nine to nothing on just a fantastic night at the ballpark. That's what happened on the field this week. Now the news off the field, bunch of stuff going on here, some stuff pretty near and dear to our hearts. March 20th, we announced that we're going to be playing our Saturday game against College of Charleston at 1.30 down at Truist Field, which is the Knights Stadium in downtown Charlotte. Um, more about that later. There's tickets for sale out there. They've got the 30% occupancy thing going. So next Saturday, March 20th, Niners are going to be playing down at the AAA ballpark. You can get your tickets. That link is floating around out there now. Also, March 23rd, Tuesday night versus App State, 6 o'clock. Tickets go on sale for Grand Slam Club members tomorrow for the very first Dream Health ballpark in downtown Kannapolis. Um, you don't have to share our excitement, but Kevin and I, we live very close to this ballpark. <laughs> we're, we're up that way, and this is like, I live closer to that ballpark than I do the Hayes. So this is going to be the first, the very first game in a brand new minor league facility. It's fantastic. It was ready to go last year. They didn't get to play a game in it. The very first game played on that diamond is going to be the Charlotte 49ers, hopefully doing all kinds of terrible things to the App State Mountaineers. So really, really pumped about that. Moving forward, Grand Slam Club has hit 100, 100 donors. I think that news just came out today. Another huge year for the uh, for the Grand Slam Club. I think last year was a record amount. We're probably going to break that that record this year. And as if all of that wasn't enough, it's also been announced that they're going to be Niner Baseball on the airwaves again. Uh, IMG College is going to produce some radio broadcasts on ESPN 730, starting with tomorrow night's game versus ECU. So if you're out and about looking for a way to catch the game versus the Pirates, try the regular old radio waves at 7.30 a.m. All right, so big week. I told you there were a lot of news stories. Those were the high points from this week in Niner Baseball, not to mention we're about to play a three-game series against East Carolina starting tomorrow night. Uh, 
So, Coach Woody, <laughs> how's it going? What's what's great. what's what's new? <laughs> no, nah, it's great. Um, thanks. It just uh, as you mentioned, there's not a ho- not a whole lot going on with us, uh, <laughs> but um, but no, it's all good. You know, our coaching staff. Gosh, we I love mean, we I love to read all that. What's that? It took five minutes to tell you all that. <laughs> well, we just, you know, you know, our coaching staff, we, you know, coach Bick, B Rob, coach Miney, coach Simmons, they know they only have one speed. So um, I figure I might as well jump on board with them, but uh, no, yeah, we made it here to Greenville and um, we, we got here, we got staying in a really nice hotel here and got checked in, had a good, had a good meal and then changed up and went over to the stadium and had a good about two, two and a half hour, practice under the lights and uh you know just excited ready to go guys guys um guys had a really good practice good vibes uh brooksy threw a good bullpen um you know a lot of good a lot of good work defensively a lot of good swings so excited ready ready to play some ball this weekend here in greenville So why don't we, and this, this is what, this is what everybody wants to hear about, which, you know, it's, it's funny, Kevin and I were talking about before the show, this was, this is the one year anniversary of that show we did in your office after the NC state victory tonight, one year ago tonight, we were sitting in your office talking about beating NC state. Um, And and so here we are one year later, we didn't know that was going to be the last in-person show, but, but here we are one year later and we're talking about another big upset except this time it's the haze so let's go back to tuesday night a lot of people had their eyes on that game for one thing you could see it on conference usa tv which was a big deal um and man the the boys came out we just dominated we're just right out of the gate talk talk tell us take us back there coach and all the stuff all the stuff yeah you know i think it really started on monday honestly like um um, you know, usually Monday's an off day for us and, um, you know, we kind of have a like open field, open indoor for guys who just want to kind of come get some work in, but it was like, it was different Monday. It was, I mean, I looked out, I looked out the office about, I don't know, gosh, like one thirty or so. And the entire pitching staff is, uh, is out there and, um, you know, position guys, they were all, they were all out there. It was basically a captain's practice. Like it was you know, I think, I think our guys were, our guys were, you know, they weren't happy. I mean, they were, you know, they were, they weren't happy. And, um, you know, so they, they came in on Monday and they came together and, um, you know, nothing too strenuous, but you could tell that they had, they had a, they had a chip on their shoulder Monday and, um, they showed up Tuesday ready to go. I mean, I didn't have to say a whole lot to them be honest with you it was they just kind of had the the players man they just had a look in their eye like i, I saw them you know we're wearing new we're wearing brand new uniforms I'm like man you guys look good you guys look ready and uh um you know they they took it from there i mean they they that's a, that's about as complete that's about as complete of a game as i've i've seen this group play 11 games in from start to finish all facets and um you know, it's against against a really really good opponent. I mean, Tennessee, Coach Vitello, those guys. It's um, they've been recruiting at a high level for a number of years now, and um, you know, we, we we try to keep a really strong pulse on the recruiting trail and who's going where. And 
you know, so we're, we're aware of a lot of those players. I mean, I recruited that center fielder, Drew, Drew Gilbert, um, you know, I, the, the catcher, Connor Pavoloni, um, you know, we recruit, you know, there's a lot of good players on that line on that team and in that lineup. And, uh, you know, I'm just really proud of our guys. I mean, gosh, Austin Roses, he had to look from pitch one. I mean, it was, I think, you know, six innings, 69 pitches. I think he threw 62 or 63 fastballs, only six or seven off-speed pitches, about as efficient as you can be. Um, you know, cruised when he was, you know, had some moments where he cruised, had some moments when he needed to make a pitch, he made a pitch, reached back a little bit. Um, you know, so that was that was great to see. And then passed the ball off to to Goose and and Sammy G and and Jackson and they kind of do what they do and uh you know so it all kind of started for us there on the mound and then um thought we just really grinded out three runs the first half of the game until until Bush decided to hit one over the foul pole and that kind of that once once I think the once the rest of the lineup saw that you know oh that's what that's what that's what you can do they all kind of you know we went back to back to back. So that was pretty neat. Um, really cool. Really happy for our players. They, they, they deserve that one. Right. Coach, you said you guys are a team that, that want to play, want to pitch well and play good defense. Um, we pitched great. We pitched great. We got a shutout. Um, Morose, like you mentioned, Morose has had six strong innings, um, scattered. I think he scattered five hits. Um, and then the bullpen came in and, and they gave up zero hits. To, to finish out the game, uh, played great defense. Um, Keithan was a wall behind the plate, um, turned a couple double plays at critical times, especially the first inning, kind of set the tone for the game um, when they when they rolled two there. Um, and then the bats the bats exploded in the, I guess it was the fourth or fifth inning when we had the first ever, first time in Charlotte 49er baseball history, we hit back-to-back-to-back home runs with uh, Butch, Dave McCabe and Gino Gruber uh, going yard on three. It seemed like three straight pitches, but I think it was a couple pitches in between. But uh, uh, we we couldn't tweet about it fast enough. They were hitting homers so quickly, we we couldn't we couldn't keep up with it. But uh, yeah. uh, it was an exciting night at the Hayes. Um, great that we could get uh, a top top fifteen team to come to the Hayes, and um, the fans that were able to attend could enjoy that at home in our home field. Uh, yeah, it was special. Talk- it was special. Talk about your defense a little bit. Uh, Austin Knight made some good plays. Gino Groover and Dragum and uh, McCabe came back uh, from his injury. Uh, solid game defensively, and that that kind of like I said, the double play in the first inning kind of set the tone for us. Yeah, no, I love I love the guys. I love the guys that we have on our infield, and and I include I include you know our catching core, McKeithen and Whitley um, in there. It's just uh, it's a really tight group. Uh, they they they've got great feel for, you know, where guys, you know, where guys tend to hit the ball and, and B Rob does a great job positioning them and working on working with them every day on the fundamentals. And, um, you know, Morose has got a ton of sink on his heater and can induce a bunch of ground balls. And, um, you know, the ones that were hit right at us, we, we, we made, and the ones that were, you know, had to flash the leather on, we flashed the leather on a little bit. So I mean, having McKay, having David back at first base is, um, was big for us as well. I mean, he's just such a presence on the field. Um, he's such a great target to throw to. I mean, he dug, he dug a big double play ball out of the dirt. Um, you know, every time, every time I make a mound visit, he's got really awesome things to say to the pitcher that's coming into the game. 
um, it's just stuff like that, 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 you know, maybe, um, doesn't show up in a box score that turns that, that result that, that turns into, you know, winning, um, you know, so we didn't have him Saturday and Sunday. Um, but fortunately we had him back on Tuesday and, uh, he has a huge impact on our team. You know, coach, when we were missing, we were missing a couple of starters today, uh, Tennessee, including, uh, including Carson, who I think, um, Maybe got maybe maybe pick, got dinged up in warmups a little bit. He was kind of a last minute scratch, I do believe. Um, so when you're talking about Carson Johnson at second base, you're talking about not only talent but experience. So it's like, oh man, we we lost we lost that experience at second base. We're playing in Tennessee, oh man, and we're start we're starting a freshman. I mean, we know he's good, but he's a freshman. You know, what I mean, it's, you know, what we, and then in the first inning when he made that glove flip to, uh, on the on the to start the double play. Flipped it with his glove. I just, I was like, uh oh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> we're we're all, we're off and running now because if he's going to come in as a freshman and 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 you know straight out of high school and get his get get a start like that in a tight spot like that and then make a play like that in the first thing, I'm like, oh man, it's going to be a fun night. Yeah, no, Gino's Gino's a special talent and, and just an, he's just an awesome an awesome kid and. uh I was so happy for him. I mean, gosh, we talk about it all the time in our program, just, just staying ready and opportunity. You never know when opportunities are going to come. Right. And, um, one of the things that we always say too, is as soon as you think, as soon as you think that you're not going to be in there, that's when you're going to get in there, you know? So, um, I mean, it doesn't happen very often. It doesn't happen very often. I mean, I mean, Carson's right. You know, he's, he's hitting six hole and starting lineup and then, gets dinged up and, and in and out and we've got to make a change. And so, you know, instantly Gino has got to go from, you know, I'm not starting to I'm playing and I got to, and all the credit in the world, to Gino, for, for, for being ready for the opportunity, making the most of it. Um, you know, he played, he played loose, he played free um, and, and really showcased the talent that, um, you know, we've all seen in practice and, um, you know, in the recruiting process and, uh, you know, really played a big role in, in us beating Tennessee. It's great. Yeah, a similar situation uh, when, when Dave McCabe uh, injured, got injured, uh, Will Butcher kind of got a few more at-bats and he, over the weekend. And then uh, he made a huge impact in the game on Tuesday with, with, with two homers and uh, another RBI. He, he, he broke the broke the seal, so to speak, in the, I guess it was the first inning. Um but it's on, on the board one to nothing. So uh, uh, kind of a similar situation, a freshman. Um, I guess he redshirted last year, but he's still a first-year college player uh, coming in and making a big impact right away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we love Butch. He's he's such a team guy. Um, you know, whether he's playing first base or he's DHing or he's pinch hitting, um, he's always ready. And, um, you know, that's that's one thing. We've got, we've got a bunch of – we've got a bunch of – guys on this team that are like that. And, um, you know, again, just making the most of the opportunities when they come and, uh, you know, put some really great swings to the bat. I know he hit those, those two home runs, but like you said, that at bat in the first inning, that, that to get us that lead, I think there was two outs, maybe even two strikes. Um, you know, that was, you know, that, I mean, that just kind of lets a little bit of the air out of the, out of the room and the line, the rest of the lineup can say, okay, here we go. 
Oh, that was it, it was unbelievable watching that from the stands. And, and, and the, really, the so Butch does what, like, like you said, Butch kind of, you know, he puts one over the foul pole and everybody's like, oh, really? Okay. McCabe comes up next, which McCabe, um, it, I don't know if, if, if you were watching the game uh, at home, you, you might have seen it. Um, you know, he's a switch hitter, but right now, I guess with his, with his hand, he's only batting lefty right now. Um, which normally he would have been from the right-hand side at that particular at-bat. I'm pretty sure he was facing a lefty, but didn't matter. Big Maple says, whatever, I'm hitting, I'm, I'm here to hit dingers, so that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, and then Gino, which Butch, yeah, I got you, Butch. We, we're, we're all over that. David, yeah. But then Gino, I, I, don't, think, I don't think we had Gino going to do the third one, but he did it anyway. And for branding purposes, I need to go look back at the video. I'm pretty sure he bounced that ball off the swoosh mark in left huh. center. I think he, I think he was on brand. Well, he, uh, <laughs> you know, they made a pitching change, I think right before Gino's and while that the new pitcher was warming up, um, you know, Gino and, um, you know, a couple of the other hitters were just standing there and right before, you know, right before the pitcher was getting ready to throw his last warm pitch. I, I'm just, I kind of jokingly just say to him, like, well, I'm like, uh, I'm like Butch and Butch and David. They just showed you what to do, so go do that. And uh, <laughs> and Gino's just kind of like, okay, coach, okay. And dang, at first pitch, he didn't just he didn't just ambush one and gave a little point to the dugout, which was great. Love seeing him have fun. That was fantastic. So, which we could do the whole show on on just Tuesday night, but we 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 will talk about some other things. <laughs> We want to talk about these these opportunities to play at the uh, at the pro park, starting with um, uh, with with the Knight Stadium downtown, and then moving on to the Cannonballers in Kannapolis. Um, could you talk a little bit about just how these how these opportunities kind of came to be? Yeah, well, we've had a longstanding relationship with the Knights over the years. You know, long before I and our coaching staff together were here. Um, you know, and um, and the Knights are huge supporters of Charlotte baseball, so you know, we, we, we try to schedule two or three games up there each and every year. And then, you know, with everything being fluid, um, you know, the numbers weren't as good as they, you know, or I won't say as good, but the numbers, um, weren't trending the way they're trending now, um, as far as COVID in January and February. So, um, it takes a lot, it takes a lot of behind the scenes, uh, you know, manpower and work effort, marketing, ticketing, um, et cetera, to put these games on. And, you know, so we kind of, we kind of, I don't know if we'd say cancel is the right word, but we kind of put it on pause for us playing up there um, earlier in the year when the numbers weren't trending up. They were, you know, they were staying the same or trending down. So, um, like ten, the Tennessee game Tuesday night, um, that was supposed to be uptown, um, but just, you know, right. so for example, but um, so this College of Charleston game on March tw- Saturday, March twentieth. Uh, it was originally scheduled to be uptown and then it was, you know, they weren't, we weren't sure if we were able to do it. So we took a step back. Um, but then um, now that the numbers are turning up and vaccinations are becoming more and more available, we, you know, with a, a very thankful, thank Rob Egan and, and um, Dan Rakowski with the Knights reached out to myself and Darren Spees and, and um, you know, wanted to host college baseball, you know, a truest and uptown again. And we're just excited. I mean, that's something that, uh, you know, with our, our, you know, our players who have been here in the program before they've played up there and for a lot of them have played up there. Um, previous years, we obviously didn't get to play there last year. 
And then a lot of these players and the you know new players that that came in this recruiting class. I mean that that was a big sell. It's a big sell to these players that you know you're not only are you going to get to play at the Hayes in a beautiful ballpark on campus, but you're going to we're going to get to go you know we're going to go uptown and play in the nicest minor league baseball stadium in the country, um, or certainly AAA. And um, you know so we're excited. It's going to be great. Uh, College of Charleston's got a really good team. Coach Holbrook um, actually recruited me to play college baseball at my alma mater a long time ago um so he and i go way back we have a lot of history so that'll be that'll be a special plate meeting um you know here in um you know here at truest and then uh you know as far as canapolis goes uh darren spees um our sport administrator and and a longtime supporter of of the program and you know here in our administration um he you know he reached out to Canapolis or, or they reached out to him and, and we set up a meeting and uh, Darren and I drove up to Canapolis and met with, met with the cannonballers and got a tour of atrium health ballpark. And I mean, it's brand new. I mean, it is really, really nice. And, um, you know, it's, it's gotta be up there for, um, for that level of being one of the nicest, you know, in the country, um, for that level, it's just, it's really, really nice. And, um, you know, it's, it's got a great backdrop of, of, you know, downtown Kannapolis and the history and, and you can really feel it there at the ballpark. And as somebody that I grew up in Charlotte and played, played little league at South park youth association, our, our district championships were always up in Kannapolis. Um, you know, so I used to drive up there and play little league games cause Kannapolis was always the team to beat. So um, especially for me to, to have an opportunity to take our team up there and play. And, um, you know, it's just because it's, it's two state of the art first class ballparks, but, um, it's really two different experiences. Really. It's, it's two, it's two very different, two very, very different experiences against, um, the truest college of Charleston. And then Canapolis were playing Appalachian state and Kermit Smith, a really, really great coach and a good talented Appalachian state team, which, um, you know, is, you know, developed to be a pretty good rivalry between ourselves and, and, and the Mountaineers. So that'll, that should be a great night of college baseball here in Kannapolis. Coach, uh, like Nick mentioned, we are, we are very close up to here to Kannapolis' ballpark. Uh, I think during COVID, during the summer, they, they're actually a public, it's a public park. So they, they opened it up to, uh, to serve lunch and dinner to folks and uh, over the summer, I, I took the family up there at least once a week just to go sit in the ballpark and grab dinner and uh, just think about baseball and how much I missed watching baseball. But to, to hear the Niners are going to play the first game in that ballpark, that was that was outstanding. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And uh, uh, I just can't wait for it. It's, it's a beautiful ballpark. There's a lot of development going around uh, Kannapolis, and it's, it's definitely on the rise. I uh, can't wait to see the Niners in the App State play. Um, as far as the, the, the game uptown at uh, the Knights Stadium, um, looks like a great opportunity for fans to see this team in action. Uh, they got, I think it's 30% of their 10,000 capacity. And uh, they said uh, the promotion is you can play catch after the game on the field. So I'm um, really looking forward to doing that as well. Um, trying to pick out who I'm going to play catch with. But um, a whole family's coming up. We got our tickets already. Um, awesome. Glad you guys could. I'm glad you guys could uh, to make this happen uh, so more fans can come see you guys play in person. Yeah, no, we're very thankful. And, and um, as somebody, like I said, who 
grew up playing in tournaments in Kannapolis and grew up going to Charlotte Knights games. Um, I just feel very fortunate to be able to, to take our team up there and let them have that experience. And, uh, you know, we've got some guys that are going to play in the minor leagues and um, one day. So that's going to be a great, you know, that's going to be a great look for them to kind of see, um, you know, what it's about and, and get that experience. And we, you know, for, you know, we, we have players who, who may not get that experience and, and, you know, it's going to be something that they'll get to remember for the rest of their lives playing, you know, playing those games in those ballparks. It's special. Well, if we can play catch on the field after the game, as Kevin pointed out, I'm calling it right now. I want to catch a Robert Woodard fastball. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably out of my mind for asking for that, but I mean, you got one for me, right? Man, I don't, I don't know if you can label it as, as a fastball anymore. It, it, I don't, I don't know if that's the proper term for what that. <laughs> it will be to me. <laughs> it will be to me. The other thing well, you got, Tom. Uh, you got to point out that you, you got time to ramp up, coach. You got time to get get time to ramp up a little bit. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I do, guys. I don't know if I do. <laughs> That's all right. I want my I want, I want one. I want one one heater from from Robert Woodard on the field there in at uh, at Truist Ballpark. Uh, another Niner connection on that that Cannonballers staff is uh, Trevor Will, uh, yep. the Niner, and uh, called the Niners before uh, before Jackson Kaplan did. So he was he was in that position before moving on to uh, the Cannonballers. So I know he's jacked up. I haven't talked to him yet uh, about it, but I mean, of course, you know Trevor from from the basketball games as well. Uh, on yep. the radio with Matt Swrad, but I know Trevor's jacked about this. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Trevor's there. a great. He'll be out he's a great. Time. Trevor's a great dude, and, and love hearing his calls. Um, and and um, he's a big supporter of our program. And um, yeah, it's great. Love the love those types of connections. Yeah, for sure. All right, so Kevin, you want to um, you want to transition us into our Ask Coach Woody segment for this week, um, since we got Coach uh, in a hotel room in Greenville, North Carolina. We might as well go ahead and ask him a question of the week, right? All right, we'll do it. Um, uh, this this week's question comes from our good friend Joe Hanel. Uh, we saw him at the ballpark um, for Tennessee game this this Tuesday. Um, but uh, Dave McCabe was injured uh, uh, on Friday night, and uh, on during the weekend we we had to replace him defensively. And on Sunday, yeah, um, Gino Groover got his first start at first base, and uh, Joe was wanting to know um, why uh, Austin Knight. What was the thinking behind uh, switching Austin Knight and Gino Groover back and forth, uh, depending on? which batter was up at the plate on Sunday, uh, the defensive alignment. Yeah, no, it's something we've talked about. Um, not only just with, not only it had nothing really to do, honestly, with, with Gino. Um, it's something that we've talked about as a coaching staff, even going back to the fall, we just feel, we feel really confident, you know, with, you know, Austin Knight and Jack and Jack Dragum, uh, in general, um, Certainly Carson, Gino, and David and Butch, they're all we all we feel really confident in them as well defensively. Um, but we've talked about, you know, with with Austin and 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 Jack's defensive prowess, um, really trying to be creative as far as especially with how the game Saturday went, as far as defensively, 
you know, we, we, we weren't firing on all cylinders defensively, um, you know, trying to really um, take a look at each hitter that we were playing against. And um, we have information as far as like the history and where they tend to hit ground balls and balls on the infield. And we wanted to just kind of strategically try to, you know, and looking at Austin as, as, you know, we think is one of the best defenders in conference USA, try to put ourselves in a position for Austin to have the most, the most plays um, that day. So, you know, we, there were certain hitters and it worked out well with their lineup. Obviously the result wasn't what we wanted, um, but it worked out the way that Western Carolina's lineup was, it was, um, you know, they usually had stretches of lefties and righties and guys who hit balls on one side of the field or the other. So, um, you know, if it's switching, if it was switching every hitter, right, left, right, left, and where they hit it, we're probably not, we're not, probably not doing that. But their lineup was set up as far as, you know, having three consecutive righties and three consecutive lefties, both of which predominantly hit to the pull side. So we felt like it just made sense to try to help us win the series on Sunday from a defensive standpoint to try to put, you know, Austin, who we feel like is one of the best defenders in Conference USA, in a position to field more more balls, you know, depending on the hitters that were in the box. That. That's basically it. Yeah, cool. Now, I mean, I, I mean, I think what what we saw though, I mean, and that's it's good that you had that thought sort of in the back of your head for if if such a situation arose, um, because what we what we really found out was, I think, I think it's fair to say that, um, and we were talking about this earlier that that when when McCabe comes out of the lineup, you were talking about how on, on Tuesday. They dug a ball out of the dirt, you know, you want to double play. He does, he does so many little things that maybe that don't show up in the, in the box score. And when he comes out of there, I mean, we saw that on Saturday and Sunday, the, the complexion really felt like the complexion of the team kind of changed when he came out of there. And so you've got to be ready. As you said, you got to be ready next man up. You got to be ready to have something going on. Um, and that's a nice option to have. It's something, something good to have in your back pocket. Yeah, no, I mean, we're always, we're always going to try to look at things creatively if, if necessary. Um, you know, if we feel like something gives us even a slightly better chance to, to win or prevent runs, um, we're going to take a look at it and discuss it. And if we feel like it gives a better, you know, a better chance to win again, obviously we didn't win the game. Um, but if we feel like there's, if we feel like that there's, um, we feel like, you know, if we feel like anything whatsoever gives us a better chance to win, we're going to examine it. And if we feel, feel necessary, apply it. And, you know, we felt like on Sunday it did, and obviously it didn't go the way we wanted to, but, you know, um, we're very confident in Gino's ability to field. We're very confident in Butcher. We're very confident in obviously in Knight and, uh, Carson and Dragum. Um, you know, so when McCabe's out, it's just, you know, we might go that route again. We might not, you know. Um, hopefully David can stay healthy here the rest of the way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So there you go, Joe, you wanted to, he actually so, asked us that question in the stands on tonight. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's a <laughs> so, great question. It's, it's a great, it's a great question. You know, it's a little unorthodox. You probably don't see it a whole lot, but, um, you know, one thing that I, you know, I'll say, I mean, you know, for the most part, you know, the balls that were hit to, you know, were hit to Austin, 
if you, you know, and even when we left him, we, there's even a couple of lefties. We left him, you know, one was, one was a lefty and one was a switch or one was a switch hitter. Um, but he had a tendency to stay inside the ball and, and, and the information we had, he, he would still hit it over to the third base side and we left Austin there and, and he was one step away from, a, from snagging a line drive. Um, if you remember, so, um, again, didn't go our way on Sunday, but, um, you know, our coaching staff, we're going to examine all avenues of, you know, opportunities to try to win the game, even if it's different and unorthodox. Yeah, I was actually, um, in real time, I was getting a text from uh, from another friend of ours who was paying attention to the game, and he's like, "What? What? What's going on there?" I said, "Look, I said I don't know." I was like, "But you can you can bet that there there is some Woody's playing chess. There is some <laughs> thinking behind this. He's got some data, and he's got some idea, and he does not care that you've never seen this happen before." <laughs> It's, it's yeah. that's not even a thing. It's like, oh yeah, we absolutely we can do that. Yeah. Well, we're like I said, our coaching staff. We're gonna, we're gonna examine all things. You know, any any anything that gives. I us love a, it. We feel like I mean, you know, we're you know we've scrimmaged with four outfielders. We've scrimmaged with five infielders. Um, you know, it's just we're 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 gonna we haven't we haven't we've only had one catcher. We've never had two catchers. Uh, but we we. <laughs> Yeah, we you know we'll we'll, we'll look at we'll, we'll look at we'll look at all all areas to try to prevent runs and win games. If if that if you figure that out, that's <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be on Sports Center. That's that's gonna be that's gonna go viral. We're gonna get video of that, and that's gonna be that's gonna be all over Twitter. Charlotte playing with two catchers. Yeah. I don't know if you guys. I don't know. If, I don't know if Niner fans or I don't know if they'll ever see that one. That, that one might. <laughs> I'm all for unorthodox. That's that's never say um, never. Never say never. I guess. Hey. Uh, Coach Nick mentioned in our in our open about um, Tuesday's victory was our uh, 1200th victory as a 49er program. Uh, can you talk a little bit about um, how much that means to our program and? Uh, how much it means to you to get that milestone as a, as a head coach and against the top 14 team on Tuesday night? Well, it's just a credit to all the players. It's a, it's a credit to all the players that have, you know, have put the uniform on and, um, you know, I know we talk a lot about the nine across the chest, but, um, you know, it, it's as, as somebody who's, you know, is only in his second year of being here, but, you know, I grew up here, you know, it's just, it's a credit to all the players that have come through the program. Um, no matter the coach, no matter the era, no matter, you know, the conference that we were in when we were playing games, um, you know, it's just a credit to all, all the players that have come through this program. I mean, you know, gosh, I think of Eric Miller who was in the stands, um, you know, for the Tuesday game, he's a huge supporter of our program and he was, he was on the original, uh, team. You know, so he was there for the first win and um, as a player and, and um, you know, and he was there supporting us Tuesday night and there to witness the 1200th win. Um, it's pretty cool. It, it's just, it's, it's a credit to all the players and, um, you know, certainly the coaches and assistant coaches along the way. But it's, to me, milestones like, you know, as far as, as far as that, it's always going to be, it's always going to be, you know, about the players and, 
you know, everything they do, they do for the program. Yeah. We were, uh, Kevin and I were actually sitting next to Mark Wendell, who was also a member of that first team as well. Awesome. So, um, the, the first team was, was well represented on Tuesday night. Uh, That's so really cool. pretty cool deal. Pretty Absolutely. cool deal. Well, coach, we're, we're going to let you, we're, we're going to start moving, moving you towards getting that dinner that we, we saw get delivered. I don't know. Was that, <laughs> who, who brought you that? Was that semi? That was coach, coach mining coming. Coach Miney, yeah, he's uh, we got we got we're in Greenville, so we've got barbecue. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, now hold on, now wait a minute. We we just need we we're gonna start the show over now. Where'd you get it from? Uh, I think it's Sam Jones. I think that's the name. Where's of the barbecue? Name? I think it's Sam Jones Barbecue. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar with. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an Eastern that. I'm an Eastern North Carolina barbecue guy. I'm not partial. I'm down with that. I'm not. Okay. I'm not I'm well, not partial. I'm any barbecue. I don't care if it's eastern North Carolina, western North Carolina, East Texas, West Texas, Missouri. I don't care. I'll eat it. <sighs> okay, no South Carolina, no mustard. And down there in Alabama, they use mayonnaise. So no to that too. So those people are those people are crazy. So Nick, Nick's anyway. a barbecue connoisseur. Sorry. Nick's a barbecue connoisseur, but yeah, I'm like y'all eat anything. I'm an eater of of smoked pork. I hear you. That's that's what I am. Well, let's talk uh, about ECU before we get out of here. Yeah, what you got? Yeah, let's talk about ECU. As always, this week is brought the 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 week ahead is brought to you by the Forty Nine er Club. By now, what don't you get? You get gear. Check out the jerseys up behind me. If you're watching this on YouTube, all 49er clubs, all Grand Slam Club gear, the hats, the shirts, all of it. If you're tomorrow morning, if you're a member of the Grand Slam Club, you're going to get early access to the game at, at, uh, at Atrium Hill Ballpark in Kannapolis. If you're not a member of the Grand Slam Club member yet, if you're not one of those 100 people that are in yet, be the 101st, do it tomorrow morning, and then go get your tickets to watch us play at Cannonballer Stadium. So, check that online. Give them a call, 704-687-4949. Now, Niners are traveling. We've got a one-on-one. We've got one-on-one now. We've got a one-on-one now. One, we got one. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did. We saw one-on-one. They, they tweeted it today. So, we got one-on-one. So, be 102 in the morning. Niners are already in Greenville, North Carolina. The East Carolina Pirates, number 14 in the country, been on the poll you look at uh, starting tomorrow night, Friday at 6.30, which we think that's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. We think all of these are going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Saturday at 4 and Sunday at 1. Uh, tomorrow night's game, you can listen to it on ESPN 7.30. Um, oh, maybe maybe tomorrow's going to be on ECUPirates.com. I might have that wrong. And then the other two on ESPN+. Plus. I think I, I think I have that straight now. So, ECU's coming in 10-2, and two, which if you're keeping score at home, ain't bad. Um, they lost the midweek extra innings to Old Dominion. The only other loss was to Georgia Southern, but they did take that series 2-1. As we saw last year at the Hayes, Coach Woody, ECU, they have – well, they have a good ball club. So, it's going to be quite a challenge for you guys starting tomorrow night, 630. So, what, what's, your, what's your take on this Pirates ball club? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a gritty they're a gritty club that's well-coached, that's got a lot of experience. Um, you know, they've got some guys on this team, on, on this team here that have, have played in a super regional, and, um, you know, we've got our work cut out for us. But, um, you know, I, I, I love our group. I, I love, obviously, what we saw Tuesday night and along the way. 
Um, there's been nothing but great vibes um, really since Monday from our, from our players and, and throughout our program. So we're excited for the opportunity to come here to Greenville and play a great series against a great team. And um, we feel ready. We feel good. Coach, what can you tell us about uh, what you've seen on, on film about the ECU Pirates coming in to the weekend? Well, I mean, they got, you know, two really talented hitter and Connor Norby and uh, Seth Cadell. I mean, they're both, I think they're, you know, Norby's hitting 491 with four jacks and, and Cadell's hitting 340 with, with six jacks. So those are, those are two guys that, um, you know, they kind of make their offense go in terms of run production. So we're going to have to really execute to those guys. Um you know, but there's no, there's no let up. I mean, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's going to take our best focus and best execution each and every pitch. Um, you know, that's what it takes to beat, you know, teams like East Carolina um, and win series here, um, you know, in enemy territory, um, you know, and then on the mound, they've got, they've got good stuff. I mean, pretty much top to bottom. Um, every one of their guys is going to be, um, you know, low to mid nineties and, with good off speed and they've got, you know, they've got Gavin Williams, who's, um, you know, who's, who's upper nineties, you know, big power arms. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's a really good team. It's a really good team. It's a really good challenge. Um, you know, but like I said, I, I've, I've had nothing but good vibes from our players and, and team all week. They've worked extremely hard, uh, to prepare for this series and it's time to go play. Right. Hopefully ride that momentum from Tuesday night into the weekend. Um, I mean, clicking on all cylinders, it seemed like to me, uh, you guys are going into enemy territory and uh, their ECU fans are, are, are known to be for being a little bit too rowdy out there. Uh, I know you guys are prepared to, to hear <laughs> all, all kinds of all kinds of. Uh, inappropriate things being tossed at you out there, but uh, I know you guys have thick skin and you'd be ready to ready to put that out of your mind and, and, and play ball. We've, we've yeah, seen no, evidence of, of we've seen evidence of their research. They've been researching our guys already, and who knows what they're doing? But uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're going to be they're going to be prepared as well in the stands. So I know our guys are ready, and uh, um, they'll, they'll they'll focus on playing ball. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's a great college baseball environment. You know, it's it's um, you know the haze is a great college baseball environment. East Carolina, there's there's a number of them. You know, throughout our state. And, um, you know, I guess I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited for our guys. Um, you know, I, I've always, I've always believed that, that, you know, when you're getting trash talk from the seats, that's somewhat of a sign of respect. Cause you know, if you weren't, if you weren't a good team or you weren't a threat, then they'd probably just leave you alone and, you know, not say a whole lot to you. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a cool atmosphere and a cool environment and, um, I think our guys are ready for it and I'm excited for them. Kevin, I think what was 1200 is what their, their number was for this weekend. 1200 fans, something like that. Yeah. I think that's what they said. They'll probably be 1200 people along the outfield fence. <laughs> what, do they, what do they call that out there? I can't remember what they call it. I think it's the jungle. The jungle. They call it a jungle. The jungle, yes, yes, exactly right. The jungle, those those people are their their reputation precedes them. They were before that before they were allowed in. I think they were some of them were watching 
they early season game, they were watching in a parking lot across the street. They had lit bonfires and put a TV in the back of their like in the back of their car and were watching the game from across the street. So those those folks are hardcore. Be a fun weekend. But you're right. When they're not when they're not worried about you, when you when you go to a road game and everybody's nice to you, um, you know, n- nothing on them. But when we went when we went to Clemson for football. And everybody was so nice and so happy to see us. It was like, uh oh, <laughs> they were they were being nice for a reason. Because <laughs> I mean, they were Clemson and they knew what was about to happen, right? So when they're worried about you, folks, that's a good sign. I agree. I'm on board with that. So and and coach, I I'm I'm not going to ask you to comment on. <laughs> I know you got a big weekend series. For the fans, though, I will point out that uh, it looks like we, we we are scheduled to play Wake Forest the next Tuesday, March 16th, before we are back on the air again. And it does look like Wake Forest, who had been on a COVID break, has resumed activities and are they are going to travel to Miami this weekend. So that's a series that Niner fans might want to keep an eye on because Wake Forest, uh, I know they missed last week. They, had, they I think they missed a midweek game before that. So they had been on a COVID uh, on a COVID break and they are the demon deacons are apparently now back in operation and we'll be seeing them the Tuesday after this weekend series. So that's something worth keeping an eye on. That's always, yeah. that's always a good series as well. Whenever, like. Yeah. I spoke with coach Walter this morning and um, I just, uh, I hate it for, I hate it for him because they have a really good team and um, you know, I, I just, I hate, I hate to see any, any team at all, but certainly teams that are, you know, you know, have, um, chance to do special things, um, you know, affected by this. Um, so I had a good conversation with him and like, yeah, to your point, I think, I think we're, we're still anticipating playing on Tuesday and they're a really good club and, and, uh, should be a great matchup. Yeah. Just a heads up to the fans out there. I, I do believe, uh, they are selling tickets to that game. Um, on the Wake Forest website, just go to their schedule, click on tickets. Uh, I think they're five bucks. So um, any any Niner fans we have in a triad or or Niner fans that we that that want to travel out there, um, go ahead and grab some tickets and and go see this team in person. Um, they've got a little. Uh, they're playing an old minor league ballpark, so they've got a lot of seating. So um, go check them out uh, if you can uh, on next next Tuesday at the at uh, I don't know what to call it now, but it used to be Ernie Shore Field. When the when Salem uh, David David Couch Park, pro, professional David team Couch. oh yeah David Couch Park used to be Ernie Shore Field when the the Winston Salem uh, Warthogs played there yeah so good it's a good environment for baseball and uh, there are a ton of Niners up in the Triad so some of you folks should check out tickets and see if you can get in there to to, to catch catch the Niners uh, next Tuesday sixteenth. So quickly, um, looking at we're two weeks away from from Conference USA play starting uh, League seventy one and fifty and out of conference games. Kevin, we've got we've got a handful of interesting matchups to keep uh, an eye on. Why don't you Why don't you uh, make note of those for us? Yeah, obviously the most notable is Charlotte at ECU this weekend. But um, around the league, FIU is going down to Coastal uh, this weekend for a three game set. Uh, Louisiana Tech, I believe they're hosting Arkansas. Um, this weekend and uh, UTSA is playing in the, the tournament down in LSU. Um, I think they've got LSU and Baylor this weekend. So uh, a lot of opportunities for our conference conference mates to uh, make some, make some noise this weekend. Uh, hopefully they, they can, they can take care of some business and then we can take care of some business as well and, and push the conference forward. But uh, 
a lot of exciting uh, matchups for the for the weekend coming up. One other matchup, uh, Niner fans might want to keep an eye on. It's it's out of conference, but uh, William and Mary is traveling down to Charleston. So uh, our opponent from two weekends ago is playing our opponent for next weekend. So um, Niner fans might want to keep an eye on that series as well, just, just as a measuring stick, William and Mary versus College of Charleston. So that could have some implications for the Niners down the road. All right, folks. Uh, Coach Woody. Give us your last thoughts on this week in Niner baseball and set us up to go to go take on the Pirates tomorrow. Yeah, no, I mean, it just uh, I'm excited for I'm excited for our players and program the opportunity. Um, Coach Godwin's team, they got a good club, would be a good test. Um, you know, to your point, it's, it's great. Just you know, it feels like each week that that we we move along, it, it gets a little bit more. You know, we're certainly not close back to normal, but you know, we're moving. It feels like we're moving that direction. And and look, I'll take twelve hundred hostile, hostile fans over an empty stadium or not playing baseball any day of the week. So, um, you know, we're excited for the opportunity. Um, I know Andrew's ready. I know Bryce is ready. I know Brooksy's ready. Um, you know, they're all all our guys are ready. They, you know, they're they're they've worked they've worked extremely hard. So, you know, that's. At the end of the at the end of the day, you know, I told him tonight at practice, you know, we couldn't be more ready. We couldn't have, we couldn't have, there's nothing there's nothing more we could do. Now is just go do it. So I'm excited. I'm excited for him and the opportunity and uh should be a good weekend. Yeah, you mentioned the you know, same rotation. We got uh Lindsay on, on Friday, we got one Saturday and Brooks on Sunday and um Sound like they're ready to roll, Coach. They're ready to roll. Yeah, Brooksy threw a good bullpen and uh, today, and Bryce threw a good one yesterday, and Andrew threw a good one on Tuesday. So we're dialed in and ready to roll. That's awesome. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. It's time to let Coach Woody go eat some barbecue, get some sleep, and get ready to jump on East Carolina starting tomorrow night. We appreciate you tuning in. We love hearing from all of you. Feel free to reach out through any of our social media platforms. If you're old-fashioned like us, just say hello at the park. That's going to do it for Diamond Niners Weekly this week. Until next time, we'll see you at the Haze. Go Niners.